Amen. It's good to be back in the Lord's house. Amen. I, I don't know if you're as tired as I am. <laughs> but for some reason, I feel tired. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I appreciate the, the lunch today. Thank you and the fellowship that we had. Amen. And uh, God's good to us all the time, y'all. Amen. And uh, I hurried up and got home, and uh, I wanted to go and, and pick up Brother Danny and uh, bring him with me tonight. And uh, I, I ran in my house and changed clothes, kissed my wife, and told my grandkids bye, and got back on the road. Amen. And uh, you pray for her. She's not feeling good tonight. And uh, that bothers me when she's sick. Amen. And, uh, but God's got his hand on her. You, you pray, the Lord will help her and touch her. I, I want to thank you, church. It's been good this week, amen? I mean, the Spirit of God and the movement of God that's been in this place, amen? I've had, there's other people watching this, y'all, people you don't even know. I had preachers called me today and said, man, what a message last night, amen? And then had another one called me on the way home and said, that message you preached the other night. And, and so it, there's people watching and then my wife said, well, wh- why do you go on to watch it? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Amen. You should I just say you should have been here. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, it, it's good. It is good. And thank you so much uh, for the offering, the, the, the food, and, and, and your prayers most of all. It has been a difficult time in, in ministry and pastoring. Uh, and I honestly, I've been doing this now. For 21 years next month, and, and this I can honestly say, say with, with other pastors, it's been the hardest year, amen, uh, of trying to, to pastor and keep a flock together, yes, and, uh, and I know we, we say it's unprecedented times, and, and y'all, I don't know what's going to happen this right. year, I don't know, right. but I stand here tonight because he got us here, uh-huh. amen. amen, he brought us through that, and if he can yeah. bring us through that, he can bring us through amen. this, amen. amen. We just have to hold on, stay on the wall, amen. Don't come off the wall. God gave you something, you do it, amen. And you do it the best you can. It might not be like somebody else can. I can't preach like Brother Dennis. I can't, amen. I can just do what I can do, amen. And you do it the best you can and, and don't change, amen. Don't change. You, you, you just let God be God in your life, amen, and get yourself together. Yes, sir. Get your, I preached the other night at Brother Jeff's and uh, where the children of Israel had got to the Red Sea. Uh-huh. And when you read that chapter, before they ever got there, they had been overtaken by, by Pharaoh and the Egyptians, amen. Yeah. And then they were overwhelmed. I mean, yeah. get down there in captivity, working like slaves. I mean, yeah. just overwhelmed yeah. with, with what he was making them do. But then when they, God set them free, God, God delivered them. They overreacted. Yeah. They yeah. said, Moses, we, we would have been better off if we'd have stayed down there. Uh-huh. Yeah. How many times has the enemy overtaken you and you felt overwhelmed by your uh-huh. circumstances yeah. and your situations and, amen, and, and then you overreact? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if we say, I'd, I'd be better off sitting at home. Uh-uh. Hey, man, uh, listen, just because you don't like what the preacher says, don't overreact to it. Hey, man, we've all done it, y'all. Be honest tonight. Hey, man, we've all done that. But I'm reminded, hey, man, that God overthrew that enemy, poured their wheels off in the midst of the sea, hey, man, and drowned every one of them. Hey, man. So God's still on the throne. Yes, He's still on the throne. We just have to keep going. Because when he got there, he said, told Moses, he said, you tell them to go forward. 
It ain't time to go backwards, amen. It's time to go forward, amen. I'm going to leave you with something tonight. I hope this will encourage your heart and help you. If you got your Bible, 2 Kings chapter 25. The last chapter, 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 25, I want to read the last four verses of this chapter and just give you what the Lord laid on my heart tonight. And I I preached hard, y'all. You pray for me. uh, And I hope it's helped you. I didn't come to hurt you. My my desire is to, to help you, amen. And I hope it has. I hope it has. And Brother Dennis said a while ago, he is my friend, and I appreciate him and love him, love this church, amen, and love you, the, the people in this. God's put something here, y'all, that you don't find it. I said it this morning. You don't find this everywhere you go, amen, and you ought to cherish it and thank God for it, amen, and, and be on the guard. I tell you, the, the, the devil going to come to your wall, amen. He'll want you to come down. He'll want you to quit, amen. Don't you dare do it. Don't you, you'll end up in a land of oh no. Oh no. And somebody will say, oh no, what happened? Yeah. 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 Where's old so and so? Oh no. Really? Oh no, really? Oh no, he put a beer can on a Bible? Oh no. Don't let that happen to you. Amen. You there, say amen. And it came to pass in the seven and thirteenth year of captivity of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, in the twentieth month, on the seventh and twentieth day of the month, that evil Murdoch, king of Babylon, in the year that he began to reign, did lift up the head of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, out of prison. And he spoke kindly to him and set his throne above the throne of the kings that were with him in Babylon and changed his prison garments and he did eat bread continually before him all the days of his life and his allowance was a continual allowance given him of the king a daily rate for every day all the days of his life. Father God, we want to thank you once again for the privilege, Lord, that we have to call on your name. God, we thank you tonight, Lord, for your presence in the house of God tonight, Lord. I, I thank you, Lord, for these songs that have been sung, Lord. Every one of us blessed our hearts, Lord, from the little children all the way up tonight, God. Lord, it's blessed us in this place tonight, God. And Lord, I thank you for the reading of the word of God. And Lord, I pray, Lord, for that unction from on high and your help tonight. Tonight, God, uh, Lord, that you'd encourage your people tonight, God, Lord, uh, Lord, that we'll leave here tonight, God, thanking you, Lord, for the revival, uh, Lord, thanking you, Lord, for reviving our hearts, uh, and God, we pray, Lord, just because it's the last night of the, of the meeting, Lord, that revival doesn't end tonight, God, uh, Lord, would you help us, I pray, in this year, uh, God, to keep this revival meeting going, God, in our hearts and our lives and uh, the way that we live it out, Father God, Lord, you know every need in this building, God. God, I'm asking you tonight, Lord, to meet that need. Have your way, not ours. And Father, we'll thank you. And God, we'll praise you for what you do in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. I do believe what I just prayed. Amen. That Just because this is the last, uh, as far as the meeting goes of this revival, it should not end tonight. Amen. As a matter of fact, revival won't even happen tonight. You'll know if you got it. Amen. 
come Wednesday night. <laughs> amen. Well, you'll know it come next Sunday. Amen. Uh, when God's people want to continually to come, and, and you'll know who got on fire for the Lord and who didn't get on fire for the Lord. Amen. Uh, so don't you dare let this fire go out that God's put in your heart and put in your life because we got, the world needs to see God's people on fire right now. The world needs to see God's people, amen, uh, uh, believing in, and living out like they serve a God that's real, not dead, amen. So you keep it going in your life. I believe this Bible, don't you? I believe everything this Bible says. There was a time in my life I got saved at the age of 22 years old. I didn't know anything about the Bible. I'd never read the book, amen, in all the days I didn't have one in our house. My dad was an alcoholic. We didn't have a Bible in our home. When I got saved and I started going to the men's Sunday school class the following Sunday, I sat in there and I went home and my wife said, what's wrong with you? I said, I don't understand. I said, they're talking about things that I don't know. They're talking about people I've never heard of. And my wife, bless her heart, and I still have it, by the way, went and got me a, a children's Bible storybook so I could read that and get an understanding of who Jonah and the whale was. And Hey, man, because I didn't know who Jonah and the whale was. I didn't know who Moses was. I had no idea that Abraham went up on a mountain to sacrifice his own son. I said, what a horrible daddy. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. But I read that little Bible storybook and I began to get an idea and then I began to pray that God would help me as I read the Bible to give me understanding, amen. And I promise you, if you'll just sit down and start and ask God through the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God to give you understanding of this book, He will. And you'll begin to see a picture, amen. This is a beautiful picture of what God did throughout the Word of God, amen. And He did it for you and I, that we could have His Word, amen. And, and all the patriarchs and all the other uh, people of the Bible, they were just common people like you and I. Yeah. They, they all made mistakes. They all sinned. They did things. I mean, David, look at what David did, amen. But there's a forgiving God and a loving God and a merciful God. And He puts all this in here, amen. And I believe that this book is inspired from cover to cover. I believe that God's in it from Genesis Genesis all the way to Je- Revelations, amen. God's through the whole book, and it's, in the, it's an inspired book tonight, and it'll inspire your life if you'll let it tonight, amen. I, I believe everything about this book. I, I said that to say this. When I first read this preacher, I didn't understand it. When I first read what I just read, I, I didn't understand one thing that I just read. Why this king would go down to a, a prison to visit another king, get him out of prison and, and, and then set him up in the throne in his kingdom and, and give him a daily portion, the Bible says, continually all the time. I didn't what in the world is this about? And then I, I had to go back, amen, and read verses 25 through 30 again because it made absolutely no sense to me. When you go through 1 Kings and, and you go through 2 Kings, here's what you'll find. You'll find, you'll find, you'll see the rise of enemies and, and, and you'll see the rise of, of empires. You'll see the rise and, and fall of enemies and the rise and fall of empires. You'll, you'll see the rise of governments. You'll see the falls of governments when you read these two books. You'll find, amen, that it is a rise of kings and falls of kings when you read these two books, amen. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this story that is 
of this king who gets off his throne, goes down to a prison. The Bible says, amen, he takes off his robe, he goes down to this prison, and there sits an old ex-king. Somebody, I mean, nobody thought about him anymore. He sits down there and probably thought nobody cares about him anymore. We don't even know how long the man had been in jail. We don't know how long he'd been in prison. We don't know how long he'd been exiled like that. I do know this, amen, as I looked at this, and it just didn't make any sense. The Holy Spirit began to show me a picture. When you read these stories in, in, in Kings, and in 1 Kings and 2 Kings, you'll see it's a picture of human history. You'll see that it's a picture, amen, when you look at human history because human history in the Bible is nothing more than a rise of empires and a fall of empires. It's a rise, amen, of leaders and falls of leaders. It's a rise of government and fall of government, a rise of kingdoms and a fall of kingdoms. Amen, it's a rise of kings and fall. It's all there, amen. It's a picture. It's a picture of our humanity. And in the middle of this story, in the middle of this human history, a king, a man laid down the robe of righteousness. He laid down that robe of righteousness, took that crown of authority off, came down to this prison that we call earth. (laughs) You'll get this story in a minute. He came down, Brother Terry, to, to what we consider. And it, I was in a prison. I don't know where you were when you got saved. I know where I was. I was held captive by Satan. I was captive by sin. I was in a prison that I could not get out. And nobody cared for my soul. And here this, this king that takes off his robe, lays down his crown, and he would come to a place that hated him, despised him, and rejected him. And he did it because he loved you. Amen. Amen. And so, so what we have here is a picture of human history and of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to show you how this unfolds right here in these few scriptures. Because what we see here, amen, I, I, I just want to preach on this thought, amen, go to the king's table. Aren't you glad, aren't you glad that he allowed you to sit at his table? Aren't you glad he made provisions at his table? We were sitting there eating today, man. I thought about this whole thing all the way home. Hey, man, what God really did for us in these scriptures and what the Lord Jesus Christ is doing right now. As he's making provisions, he said, I go away to prepare you a place. And if I go away to prepare you a place, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. What do you think he's doing right now? He's making provisions, uh, amen, for you and I to go to that place, amen. I looked at this, go to the king's table. And the first thing that I noticed in this scripture, to get an understanding of of this, this whole story here, I want you to understand this. There is an unexplainable visitation. 
when you read it. There's this unexplainable visitation. I read this a dozen times. You can read it frontwards. You can read it backwards. You can read it sideways. You can read it every way you possibly can. And to see a man, I can't explain why this king got up one day. Right. <laughs> Hey man, and went down there to the prison house. Hey man, I, I pictured it like this. Hey man, this king got up one morning. Hey man, and, and he walked outside, and there's his chariot, and there's his uh, horseman, and there's his, his his rider or his driver. And he says, "Hey king, uh, where do you want to go today? You want to go to town? Uh, you want to go see your mama? You want to go visit?" He said, "Nope, Daddy, well, I don't want to go to town. I don't want to go visit mama." I want you to take me to the prison. And the driver would say, well, King, you've never been to the prison. I know, but I want to go today. (laughs) And and I imagine them pulling up at the prison there and the prison guard coming out and say, hey, the king's here. That's the king. And they say, hey, hey, how you doing, king? Can I help you today? Do Do you need to see somebody? And he said, you've never been here before. And he said, yeah, I do need to see somebody. As a matter of fact, there's somebody here that I want to set free. Amen. I, I can't I can't explain that, amen. It's just an unexplainable, amen, situation that happens, amen, that this king, amen, rides down out of that prison, amen, and he does everything that, he, that a king can do, and he sets this man free. I thought about another time in the Bible because this man, you've you got to understand this king, Jehoiakim, he's sitting there. Can you imagine he's been sitting inside that prison for all these years? He's been sitting inside that prison all this time and he's sitting there and one day he hears the guard coming. He hears the keys. <laughs> and the guard comes to his door. The guard comes to his cell and he unlocks it and says, Jehoiakim, there's somebody here to see you. As a matter of fact, there's somebody here today, and he wants to set you free. Yeah. 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 And oh, Jehoiakim, he, he can't explain that. It's an unexplainable visitation. Yeah. You remember Barabbas? Barabbas is sitting in prison. Uh-huh. He's a thief. He's a murderer. He's a liar. He deserves that cross. And sitting in that prison, Barabbas could look out and he could see them building those three crosses. Amen. Because these two thieves are going to hang on that cross. And Barabbas knew that he has a place up there before them, with them. Amen. But on that day, he hears the rattling of the keys too. Amen. He hears that guard coming to his cell and he unlocks it. He says, Barabbas... He said, today's your lucky day. Uh, today, uh, you get to go free. And Barabbas was, oh no, how can that be? I've looked at uh, they got it ready. The cross uh, is there. How in the world uh, can I go free? You know what he was saying? And there's a man. And there's a king. His name's Jesus, amen. And Barabbas today, he's going to take your place and set you free. Amen. 
Oh, you remember the day. Hey, man, I can't explain it. It's an unexplainable visitation. I'm sitting in church, amen, uh, bound by sin, bound by the law, bound by the devil, amen. I couldn't help myself. I couldn't get free, preacher. I tried and tried and tried, but I could not help myself. You remember how it was, amen. You remember, amen, when the keys came your way. Amen, when the king came to your door. Amen, and he visited you. You can't explain it, amen. It's an unexplainable visitation. Why Jesus Christ would want to come and say somebody like us, amen. I can't explain it. It's an unexplainable visitation, but it didn't stop there. Because if you read verse 27, the Bible says, And it came to pass in the seventh and thirteenth year of captivity. The Bible said that Joachim, king of Judah, in the twentieth month, on the seventh and twentieth day of that month, that this King Murdoch of Babylon, in the year that he began to reign, did lift up his head, lift up the head of Jericho. Of Jer, of Jer, Jer, pray for me, Jehoiakim, and the Bible says, lift his head up out of prison. It's an unexplainable visitation. But it didn't stop there, y'all. Now I can understand Chris if he just saved me. That's enough. If he just saved you, y'all, that would be enough. Hey, man, if he came and visited you one day, you were in your sin, you were in prison, you couldn't get out, your mama couldn't get you out, your daddy couldn't get you out, your friends couldn't get you out, you couldn't buy your way out of this, amen. And then one day this king shows up, amen, and says, hey, I came down here to set you free. He laid down that robe of righteousness, he laid down that crown, and he came to where you were, amen, just to set you free. But he didn't stop there. Watch this, because the Bible says in the next verse, and he spake kindly to him. (laughs) The Bible says this king came down there. He comes to where he's at. It's an unexplainable visitation. He sets him free. He don't know why. Can you imagine he's been in there all this time, no doubt thought he was forgotten about. His friends didn't want him. Didn't care about him. His family didn't care about him. Nobody cared about him. Jehoiakim's in this prison, this ex-king. And here comes this other king. Made an, an unexplainable visitation. And then the Bible says, amen, that we have an un- unbelievable communication. Yeah. He speaks kindly to him. Uh-huh. I, I wonder what Jehoiakim thought when he saw this king. Listen. because Now this king was different than our king because the Bible said this was the evil king. And I wonder what he thought when he saw him. I, I wonder what he thought when, when he opened up that cell and there stood that king and he knows who he is. Oh, no. Now they ain't just going to lock me up. He's probably thinking he's going to die. He's probably thinking that this is the end. They're going to take me down. They're going to kill me. They're going to take me out of here and put me to death. Amen. He's on death row. And then today's the day. That's probably what was going through his mind. But the Bible says that he spoke kindly to him. It amazes me what God did. Amen. It would have been enough for him to just deliver you, set you free out of bondage of sin. But aren't you glad that when he did, amen, he just sat down and 
spoke kindly to you. Aren't you glad, amen? Uh, uh, the Bible says he gave us 66 books, amen, of words of kindness uh, uh, to speak to you and I. Uh, when he could have said, I told you so, you're doomed for hell. I tried to get you. Uh, I've been after you. Uh, you wouldn't listen to me. But he didn't do that. Amen, he came. Uh, he delivered you. And he spoke kindness to you. I remember when I, before I got married, preacher, my wife wrote me a love letter. It's the only one she ever wrote, by the way. The rest of them letters ain't been like the first one. <laughs> you say, what was in that love letter? Ain't none of your business. <laughs> I tell you this. I wanted to marry her. She wanted to marry me. And she wrote me a love letter, Terry. And, and I'd be at work, you know, sometimes I, I was 22 years old and, and just got saved and, and I, we, we was wanting to get married. And, and, and you know how it is, you start doubting, man, is this really real? Is all this real? Is it, is it going to last? Hey, man, is this one of them things? And, and, you know, in a couple of weeks, is she going to be gone? It's going to be over. It's like a fairy tale, you know. And I'd get that thing out. I'd sneak off in the bathroom at work. I'd get that thing out. I'd read that thing, man. It, it said, I love you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. It said, I love you. And then it, says, it said, and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Oh. I thought, man, oh boy, I love her too. Yeah. I want to spend the rest of my life with her too. And listen, I carried that thing around to me to the words. You couldn't read them no more. They just faded away. Guess what? We did get married, amen. And we're still together 38 years. Amen. I'm telling God does it, God does it right. Amen. But have you ever wondered when he saved you, this unexplainable visitation? Uh, this great king came to you one day uh, you didn't deserve it uh, if you got what you deserved you should have rotten that jail cell you should have went to hell tonight we didn't deserve it amen but he came to where you were and he brought you out amen and then he spoke kindness to you words like I'll never leave you <laughs> amen <laughs> the world might leave you and your family might leave you, but I'll go with you always. I, I mean words of kindness, amen. I, he said, I'll go with you. I'll not forsake you. I'll be there at the end. You can count on it because I love you, amen. And he speaks kind words to you. It's an unexplainable visitation. And, and then we have this unbelievable communication. That, that Jesus don't just forgive us, but he wants to talk with us. <laughs> I've never had a king talk with me before. <laughs> I, I've never had royalty in my home or my family. Amen. But this king is different than other kings. This king loved you so much that he came to where you were when there wouldn't nobody else come to where you were. 
Didn't nobody else care about you. Amen. They didn't care if you rot in jail. They didn't care if you rot in hell. Amen. That's the world and the devil. Amen. And they're full of people like that tonight. But aren't you glad there's a loving king that came to where you were one day and he brought you out of all that mess. He brought you out of all your mess. He brought you out of your bondage. Amen. And then he set you down and says, I got some words. I got some things I want to say to you. Amen. You know, words like, hey, you can do all things through me because I'll give you strength. I'll change your life. Hey, man, I'll make it better. Hey, man, I'll meet your needs. Not just, I meet all your needs. Hey, man, according to my riches and habit. Hey, man, I got a king that's got it and he's able and he shares it. Amen. It's an unbelievable communication, amen. Let not your hearts be troubled. If you believe in God, then believe in me also. And many times over the years, Brother Dennis, this king, he set me down when there wasn't nobody else talk with you. And he don't nobody else understand what you're going through. The king comes right where you are he comes to that place where you're at and he begins to communicate with you unbelievable words amen unbelievable words aren't you glad there was a day in your life Aren't you glad tonight, church, amen, that there was a day in your life, amen, that this King Jesus came to you, set you free, amen, and the Bible tells us that he loves you so much that he wants to talk with you now. Not only do we see this unexplainable visitation and this unbelievable communication, but watch this, the Bible tells us, amen, in the rest of this verse 28, there's an unprecedented exaltation. Read verse 28 again now. The Bible says, And he spake kindly to him, and set his throne above the throne of the kings that were with him in Babylon. This king came to him when nobody else would come. He hasn't seen no family. He hasn't seen any friends. He hasn't seen nobody. He'd been locked up in that prison for all these years and all that time. And, and this king comes down there and sets him free. Amen. Speaks kind words to him and then exalts him in a position. Amen. He didn't deserve it. He's an ex-king. Amen. He didn't deserve anything from this king. If he got anything, amen, he should have just rotted in that jail. But this king brings him out and this king begins to converse and he begins to talk with him and he begins to tell him things. And then the Bible says, amen, that this king not only forgive him, not only loosed him, not only set him free, but he gave him a throne. Gave him a position, listen to me, in his kingdom. And I don't know about you. I don't deserve this tonight, preacher. I don't deserve anything. 
hey man, I don't deserve it tonight. There's other people, other men, amen, do a whole lot better job with this than I've ever done, amen. But the king gave you a position, amen, in his kingdom. And you know what we've done? We've took it for granted, amen. We've just took it nonchalantly, amen. We just sat down on it. We quit on it. He didn't have to do it, church. But aren't you glad that he gave you a place and a position in his kingdom, amen. Let you do something for him. I wonder how old Jehoiakim felt when the king got him out. Said, I'm going to do something today. And he takes him right back down out to the kingdom. And the Bible says he gave him a throne in his kingdom. Set him up. Gave him something to do in his kingdom. He didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve one bit of it. This king who thought he had been forgotten, left out, never would be used again. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been to that place where you messed up? Have you ever been to that place, say, man, it was you? And your family said they'll be, he'll never amount to anything. He ain't never going to be any good. Everything he's ever done's turned south. Everything he's ever tried to do ain't worked out. And here comes this king. Amen. When everybody else says you won't amount to anything and you can't do nothing right, this king that has mercy and grace and love on you, amen, brought you out of that mess, brought you out of that place you was at, brought you out of that bondage you was in, amen, and took somebody like you hallelujah glory to God amen, amen. amen. says I'll just let you sing with the little ones <laughs> aren't you glad aren't you glad tonight we don't deserve this y'all we don't deserve this it gets better than that if you read this script I didn't understand it either for the life of me I read this thing every way you could read it and it didn't make sense. An unexplainable visitation. Why would he go down there? Why would he speak kind words to this king? He had to do something to be in jail, y'all. He had to do something to be in prison. He had to mess up somewhere. Yeah. Hey Amen. And then this king comes and where he is, brings him out, speaks kind words to him, and then gives him something to do. Yeah. When everybody else says, oh, he can't do that. He's done it before and messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you glad? Hey Amen. Aren't you glad there's grace tonight? Aren't you glad there's a space of grace? Aren't you glad there's a forgiving God? And I don't care what the world says. When you come back, and when you come back, and you get it right, hey Amen. He puts you right back in there. Hey Amen. Puts you right back up there like it never happened. I say, Whoopee! This king comes to him where he had messed up, where he had blew it at one time. But now he sits in prison and the devil's laughing at him and the world's laughing at him. And he's been down there forgotten about. Oh, but there was a visit from the king one day. Hey, man, he brought him out, spoke kind to him, no doubt told him that he loved him, amen. And then put him right back. Right back where it used to be. Can I say something tonight, y'all? When somebody gets out of church and they backslide on God and they get back in and God forgives them, amen, and they get up to do something for the Lord, don't you sit there and judge them. 
Hey man, don't you dare sit there and say they shouldn't be up there. They shouldn't be doing that. They can't do that. They did that before. He can't be like that again. I'm telling you, my God's able to change anybody. Hey man, He changed you. He changed you, didn't He? And if He can change you, bless God, He can change anybody. If my God can save me, He can save anybody. Amen. If my God forgive me, He can forgive anybody. If my God can use me, He can use anybody. Amen. And what we ought to do is encourage them, amen. Instead of putting them down and saying they can't do it, you ought to get back up our scene. You ought to get back up our scene. You ought to get back up our. You ought to get back up our. You ought to get back up our, amen. Everybody said he's a failure. He'll amount to nothing. He's in that horrible place, in that horrible pit. But the king came. And what a difference it makes when the king comes. Amen. He exalts you, lifts you up. Oh, yeah. Out of all your mess, <laughs> out of all your trouble. Out of the miry clay. Yes, sir. Pulls you up, brings you out of it, sets you on a solid foundation, establishes you going, puts a new song in your mouth. Don't you dare say they can't. You say, bless God, I'm glad they're back in. Amen. Amen. Watch, watch this now. Because next we see this inconceivable. No way. You can't even fathom in your mind that this happened like this. Transformation. I went to church on Sunday cussing like a sailor, (laughs) fighting like a devil, (laughs) meaner than a snake. (laughs) That's how I went to church. But when I came out, When I came out, I wasn't that same man. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things pass away, amen. And behold, all things become new. You're that different person. You ain't that same guy. You ain't that same fella. Something happened. It's a transformation that you can't explain, amen. I don't know how it happened. I just know I was there. Amen. I went in there not loving myself. I went in that place, amen, hating everybody. Oh, but when I came out, hey, the king came down to where I was, brought me out of that prison, spoke kindly to me that day, gave me something to do, amen, and changed my life forever. Amen. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. And here's what bothers me. We come in here. Yep. That's what he did. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Somebody asked me one time, said, why do you act like you do? <laughs> I said, did you not get it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. There was a day, I can't explain it. I got a visitation from a king. Amen, he didn't have to come. But I'm sure glad he came. And he came to where I was. And he brought me out all the hell I was in. And forgave me. And cleansed me. And changed my life. Amen. Oh yeah, by the way, I love myself. 
<laughs> and I love what I'm doing. And I love him that he let me do it. Amen. Oh, listen. In prison, if you ever go there, if you ever go, and I had a prison ministry when I first danced my calling to preach. I didn't have a pastor that let us preach. Uh-uh, that's his pulpit. So he felt, hey, that's good. It's his. He earned it. He was already 60-something years old when I got saved. He said, if you want to preach, I'm not glad he did what he did. You go find your place to preach, son. I was on radio. Yeah. I was going down to the, to the homeless shelter. Uh-huh. And I had a prison ministry down at the county jail. Yeah. And there was a sheriff met me every day, every Tuesday. And we'd meet down there, and he'd give me 20 little New Testament Bibles, a little love letter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh. And I think them things down there at the county jail. Gaston County Jail ain't like it is right now. Listen now. Uh-uh. It was all opened. You go upstairs and you go down it and it's all opened. Uh-huh. There's beds down at that end and down over here on this end. There's two toilets. And then there's beds lined up down here and it's all opened. And you see every ungodly thing yes, sir. that you can imagine. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you try to preach to these guys and you try to give them Jesus and you do all you can. Amen. And, and, and I thank God that I had that ministry. I thank God that he let me do that. Yes, sir. That he would give me something to do in his kingdom. Amen. And that he changed my life. And if you ever go to prison and all them guys in there, they wear orange and on the back of that orange jumpsuit, all it is is a number. That's all it is. And they're known by their number. 66, 666, the number of man. They're known by number. And that's all they ever were. And that's all they ever are. As a matter of fact, right now, to you, and I hate to tell you this, I hate to bust your bubble, but to our government, all you are is a number. Yeah, you you got it when you were born. It's called your Social Security number. Amen. And that's all you're ever known by the world, the government, yeah. Yeah. is by your number. Everywhere you go, they want, now they want the last four digits uh-huh. yeah. of your number <laughs> because you're known by that number. Yes, but one day the king came by. <laughs> I'm about to go somewhere, y'all. I'm about to shout because I know where I'm going. Hey, man, listen, he came by one day, brought you out of prison, and changed your garments. Hey, man, now you ain't got on that yet. That old orange jumpsuit. Hey, man, you ain't got on the flesh. You ain't got on the robe of the world. You got on a robe of righteousness, and you ain't known by number. He knows your name. I'm glad he knows my name. Amen. Whoa, glory. I'm known in heaven by my name. I'm known by him. He knows his sheep. And they know him. And he knows them by name. He knows Terry Gardner. He knows Dennis Hisler. He knows you. He knows your name. Aren't you glad he knows your name? I got to close. This king, this king, oh, evil Murdoch brought him out of the prison. 
Amen. And when they brought him out, loosed him, set him free, changed his garment, took off that shirt that had a number on it, gave him a different clothing. Amen. Aren't you glad when you left church saved? Aren't you glad tonight you got saved? Aren't you glad today that the king came to you? He changed your garment. And now he knows your name, and you don't even know how to how to tell people. I mean, this is just that 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 unconceivable transformation. You you can't conceive it, you can't understand it, you can't comprehend it. I just know, bless God, it happened. Yeah. I know what I was. You do too. And I know what I'm not. Amen. <laughs> Preacher, what are you not? I'm not what I was. <laughs> Amen. I'm not what I used to be. I might not want to be what I ought to be all the time. You hear me? Amen. But thank God, I'm not what I used to be. Amen. I'm going to close. He changed us. Transformed us. Not what I used to be. Oh, yeah. Not because of who I am, but because of what I did. It's because of who he was and who he is and because of what he did. He's the king. They came to you one day when you didn't deserve it. Amen. Just, just, just unbelievable what Jesus has really done in the life of a sinner. Because watch this. This this all right here in this five little verses, (laughs) y'all. Because what we notice next is this inexaltable, inexaltable distribution. Read it now. And he changed his prison garments... And he did eat bread continually before him all the days of his life. He brought him back to the kingdom and he took care of him. Not just on Sunday morning. (laughs) I'm fixing to go somewhere. are Are they videoing this? Not just on Sunday night. Preach it, son. Not just three or four days in revival. Yeah, come on. Come on now. For 38 years. Every day. Sunday to Sunday. Yeah. Week after week. Month after month. Year after year. God has taken care of us. Amen. And here's how. God knows what he's doing, preacher. Yes, sir. Here's how. And his allowance was a continual allowance. Uh-huh. <laughs> I told my grandson, if you'll clean up that room, I'll give you an allowance. Aren't you glad God don't work like <laughs> Continual allowance given him of the king on a daily rate. Every day 
all the days of his life. Bear with me and I'll show you what that means. When the king got him out, and thank God, Beardy, he got him out. The Bible says he set him up upon a daily allowance. And here's what he's saying. You come to me every day. You come to my table every day. You come to my palace every day. Here it is. You come into my presence not just on Sunday, but every day. And if you'll do that, there's going to be something for you every day. It's better than Longhorn. <laughs> hey man, it's better than Cracker Barrel. It's better than I hop. <laughs> he did it. The Bible says for the children of Israel, did he not? He rained down manna every day. Fresh. Every day. He rained down fresh manna daily. Every day. Jesus told us to pray like this. Give us this day our daily bread. You know why? Because God set this up on a daily system. I don't have to wait to Sunday to get blessed. (laughs) Come on, y'all. Hey man, aren't you glad that you don't have to wait till next week? Hey man, that God's got something new tomorrow. God's got something fresh every day. Amen. If we come to Him every day, here it is. He's got exactly what you need because what you need tomorrow, hey man, you might not need the next day. And what you need right now, you might not need tomorrow. But God knows what you need right now. And He gives you what you need right now. (laughs) Let let, let me break this down to us and we'll go home. I want to ask you men a question. What would you do? I'll use preacher. (laughs) What would you do if you got up in the morning... And Miss Hensley uh-huh. has breakfast, lunch, and supper laid out. Mm-hmm. Not just for tomorrow, but for the rest of the week. You know what you say? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, where are you going? You, you would get up and say, what in the world are you doing? Amen. She says, there it is. I've got a busy week. Yeah. And I've got everything you need every day for the rest of the week. Monday through Sunday. Uh-huh. There it is, big boy. <laughs> there it is. I first, uh, listen, to, <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. Listen, you'd look at her and say, have you lost your mind? You can't, 
you can't eat a week's worth in one day. You can try. That's what they're doing. Look at me, Facebook friends. That's what they're doing. They only come to church on Sunday morning. And we don't see them back on Sunday night. And they ain't going to come on Wednesday night. You know why? Because they're trying to get all they can get in one day. But you can't get a whole week of blessing in one day. you got to keep coming back and coming back and coming back and coming. It's a daily, it's a daily rate system. You know why some people ain't getting blessed? Because they only want it one time a week. They only want it one time a week. They're not concerned about tomorrow. Try to get all I can right now because I know I ain't coming back. Get all I can right now because I know this week, hey man, I ain't coming back. I'm going to get all I can on Sunday morning and that's what's wrong. How many Christians come to church and think they can get all they need in one service? Jesus said, no. The king says, come back tomorrow, and I'll have something for you fresh. If you'll come back tomorrow, he spreads a table for his children, and all you got to do is come to the king's table. Day after day after day after day after day. Why? Because it's this king, amen, that came to where you were and brought you out when you didn't deserve it. Spoke kind words to you when you didn't, amen, you didn't deserve that either. Put you in a place in his kingdom and says, now I'll take care of you. If. If he spoke kindly to him and set a throne above the throne of the kings that was with him in Babylon, changed his prison garments, and he did eat bread continually before him all the day. Before who? The king. The king. If you come before him daily. Bertie, he said, I'll take care of you, son. <laughs> Chris, he said, I'll give you everything you need every day for the rest of your life. Sound like a pretty good bargain to me. Amen. Sound like a pretty good deal to me. I think I'm going to go with the king. I think I'll get up in the morning, pull myself up to the king's table and say, what you got today, king? Amen. Because you said if I came, amen, we could dine. We could dine at the table. All you got to do is come, amen, to the king's table. That's unreal, ain't it? That's unbelievable. But ain't that exactly the way it happened? And by the way, He's still doing it. Even right now. Even right now. And the Bible says that he, his allowance was a continual allowance given him of the king. He's got it every day, church. David said, I once was young, but now I'm old. And I've never. Now, I'm just an old country boy, redneck, 
from South Gastonia, North Carolina. But I know what never means. Never means never. That's right. Never means it ain't going to happen. That's right. And David said, I was once young, but now I'm an old man. And I've never seen God's children forsaken or begging bread. Not if you'll come to his table daily. Not if you'll come before the king every day. I promise you, church, he'll take care of you. Aren't you glad? Unexplainable, sis. I don't know why he came to me. I can't tell you to this day why he would come and visit me like that. I didn't deserve it, amen. And then spoke kind words like he did. Hey, gave you something to do. It's an unconceivable, unbelievable transformation that God's done. Have you ever seen somebody? I've had this happen, by the way. They asked me what in the world happened to me. That's what. You ain't the same person you used to be. You're right. What, 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 Richard, what bad thing happened to make you change your life like you did? I said, oh, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. a bad thing. Jesus saved me. <laughs> I can't explain it. Hey, man, it's an unexplainable. Hey, man, I can't tell you why. I just know that he did. And if he can change me, he can change you. And that, that, that loved one, that, that, that rebellious daughter, son, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, co-worker, Listen now. the king. The yes, king sir. can make a visit. Yes, sir. Just like he did today, he visits you. Bless him, and brought you out of your prison. Yeah. Changed yeah. your life forever. 